You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a Doggy Dog World is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADDOGGY, S-A-D-D-O-G-G-Y, and get $15 off your order of $75 or more. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hey, Liz. And Kate Abbott. Hi, And with us also is one of Kindred Spirits trainers, Connie Kelly. Hello. Now, we often ask our trainers for suggestions for podcasts. And I think it was Connie who came up with the question for tonight's podcast, which is, what is the difference between temperament and personality? Do you remember why you thought of that? What what came to mind for that? I'm not exactly sure, but it could have had something to do with an article I was reading about the Fox study taking place in Russia. Ah, the it, domestication. The domestication of the foxes. I think they're in their eighth generation, generation. now. And they're very dog-like and they're, very puppy-like. Yes. And what fascinated me is not only did their temperament change, but so did their coat colors. Yes. They they got spotted. They started so, getting white spots. Yes. Uh-huh. So somewhere along the lines with the changing in the temperament, they got different coats. And their ears are a little more floppy, mm-hmm. and their tails actually curl up when they see humans and wag like a dog. Mm-hmm. Whereas the the non domesticated fox has a straight tail that, mm-hmm. that kind of droops, not droops, but points down. Sure, sure. Well, that's something to talk about. So we'll be back in a minute. Take a listen to our sponsor, and we'll talk about temperament and personality, and maybe a few other things. Hang on. Sit. Hey, it's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. At Petco, we really love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y, and save 10% on orders of $65 or more, plus free shipping at Petco.com. The world has changed. One in five relationships now begin on an online dating site. And while you never know where things will lead, 
Match.com has led to more dates, more relationships, and more marriages than any other site. Join today. Pet Life Radio listeners get 25% off the price of a membership. Just go to mevio.match.com and enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y. That's M-E-V-I-O dot M-A-T-C-H dot com and enter the code DOGGY to get 25% off Match.com. Would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win with Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to Win with Dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. Connie's question was, what's the difference between temperament and personality? Now, of course, if you've listened to us regularly, you know I'm always writing books or magazine articles or whatever. And I just finished one project where I did actually do some research on temperament and personality. And the basic, most simplistic definition is temperament is what the animal, whether it be dog, horse, human, primate, other primates, is born with. And personality and character are what happens after the animal has lived a while. So basically, temperament is what born with, inherited, or just the unique characteristics of that personality. And then what happens after birth, the, the environment, how that animal's been treated, the experiences all shape the character and the personality that goes along with it. So if we're looking at temperament, a lot of that's genetics. Yes. The breed, characteristics of the breed characteristics of the parents especially the characteristics of mom because the mother dog if we're talking about dogs has a lot to do with the first several weeks of the animal's life and so if mom is say for example a first time mom the dog's first litter and she's a nervous mom or she's an overprotective mom that can really stress the puppy so we could be creating a puppy who's very nervous or uh, uh, overly reactive to stress 
or even potentially um, over defensive, mm -hmm. even if he wasn't born with that temperament. So there's a lot of variables that that go hand in hand there. Well, and you know what? You think about it, how many people have we come across in our lives where they may have a really pretty dog and they want to breed it because it's beautiful. And how many times have you and I said, not with that temperament? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. Don't I mean, want to pass kind of, that on. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So I think some of the factors, if we look at inherited characteristics for temperament, the breed traits or the mixtures thereof. Yes. Which makes sense. I mean, that's the reason we have breeds. Right. It's because people wanted to select for certain traits. Correct. Right. So no guarantee that an individual personality will have those traits, but you're stacking the odds in your favor by getting a breed that the genes have been selected for certain traits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And again, if we look at Australian Shepherds, since three of the four of us have some, we haven't convinced Kate yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> three of the four of us. Have, I think she's just being stubborn. She, she doesn't want to follow the crowd. <laughs> but the breed standards... The yeah. breed standard for Australian Shepherds says that they should be cautious and reserved with strangers. Mm -hmm. Now, once you're a friend of an Aussie, you're a friend for life, forever. But if a stranger comes up to Bashir, no offense to Labs and Goldens, but he's not a Lab or a Golden. He doesn't go up and wiggle and say, pet me, pet me, pet me, unless he's got his therapy dog vest on. And then he knows what the job is. But if we're out for a walk or we go into Home Depot or Lowe's, he doesn't want strangers to pet him. That's part of the breed standard. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's variables. Riker's just the opposite. Ha <laughs> ha, love me. <laughs> but that's, that's a variable. That's the nice thing about having different breeds is you can narrow down your chances of getting what you want. But there are no guarantees in life. No. So then you have to do the work to nurture the traits that you do want to see. Sure. Whether it's hurting or protecting or being friendly, being a good companion. Um, so it's, it's work on both sides. The equation has to balance out. It's not so much a, a, a black or white. It's nature and nurture. I mean, all, oh, yeah. all of the they're, dogs they're... are a combination of all those things. You've got the basic temperament basically when the puppy pops out of the womb. Right. That's what the puppy is, although when they're that immature, you're not going to see a whole lot. But that's what the puppy is. But everything that happens from that second on has complicates a, it. Yes, it complicates <laughs> and has an effect on forming the character sure. of that dog. Right, right. So it really is, uh, as you say, it's a, it's a complicated, but I think the temperament also affects how they react to those things that happen. Yes. Some being more resilient mm -hmm. than others. Mm-hmm. Well, some think faster than others. Some react faster than others mm -hmm. without thinking at all. Sure. Uh, some are, some bounce back more quickly. Some need a little bit more uh, coaxing to do the bounce back, mm -hmm. to learn it. Some have to learn the bounce back. Some just have the bounce if they get startled. So there's an awful lot of nurture sure. that has to go in to the creation of a good family dog mm -hmm. or whatever your dog is going to be a therapy a, dog therapy service dog, dog service dog a hunting right. dog a police dog whatever mm -hmm. there's a lot of nurture that has to go into the nature and you know you're right now when they're first born you're not going to but it's amazing how much you can tell so early 
Oh, sure. With puppies. You know, the red ribbon one, oh, that's the bold one. Oh, mm-hmm. the, the blue ribbon one, oh, mm-hmm. that's the one that's cautious. So very quickly, out of the same mom, same oh, genes, sure. mm-hmm. yeah. there's still that mixture of possibilities that come up. So when you go to talk to a reputable, good breeder, hopefully they can help match you up appropriately. And I do that when I go look for a puppy. Is There are puppy tests that you can do to test mm-hmm. the puppies for certain characteristics, and I've written about them several times. And that kind of gives you a guide because, again, that's no guarantee. Sure. But my the best way is I talk to the breeder and I say, this is what I like. Uh-huh. This is what I want to do with the puppy. These are my goals. This is what's comfortable to me. These are the dogs I have at home. Which puppy's going to suit? And a good breeder will know the each puppy, each individual yeah. personality. Then if you don't have a choice, if you just... Have a friend of yours uh, present you with a puppy. Uh, <laughs> I said, looking at Pedro, glancing uh, over at Walter. But there was something in his eye, and look what a wonderful trick trained <laughs> dog. And he's made you such a good She's trainer. sputtering. Listen to her sputter. Now, the backstory here. Go ahead, Kate. <laughs> she picked Walter the same way she picked her three ex husbands. <laughs> Oh, sing! <laughs> hey, Walter, you're the keeper. Yeah, he stuck around in your house, but he stuck around. You liked that brash, bold one that stepped out from the crowd. No, I think her phrasing was something along the lines of "This puppy can't go to a pet home. He needs you." <laughs> and that was absolutely true. That was absolutely true. He would have gone through five homes by now. But there was, what'd you say? She brought in the the box of puppies, Uh spilled them out on the floor, and he was the one that separated himself up from the pack. Yes, he did. Walked right over and said, I'm an individual. You will treat me that way. And he's done that all the time. Coming home. Yeah. Kate needs you. So. There is that personality and temperament. His personality was pretty definite right from the the very beginning. And the nurture part hasn't calmed him down any either. But the nurture part has redirected all that energy into a kick-in-the-pants kind of dog. There you go. He's more fun. He is lively. He's intelligent. He's responsive. And every once in a while, he looks at his mom and says, I don't want him. Yeah. He's not boring. Walter no, is not, not boring. He's not boring. No, no, that's true. No. But it's knowing what you need out of a puppy, too. Like, yes. you, okay, you matched me up with Walter because you decided we needed each other, and to a degree, that's been very good for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the qualifier there. I always qualify. But then I see, you know, why did you get this puppy? I'll say to someone whose puppy is shivering, falling apart, hiding behind. Oh, well, he was the one in the corner that I felt sorry for. Right. So that's why, on the basis of that alone, the, the need to rescue was so strong that they got the wrong puppy. Do you have any skills to help this puppy learn coping mechanisms? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. And so that would be the totally wrong puppy for them. Or the meek, mild person who gets the big, bold, oh. overly protective, physically strong I'm worried about life, so I want to get a dog that takes care of me. Mm. And then you have a dog who's in charge. That's not a good thing. And that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So be honest with yourself when you go looking for a puppy. 
what is it that you want and what do you need and what do you have the skills to deal with? Mm-hmm. And what, what are you going to provide for that puppy's life so that everybody is a good match and it's a good fit? And then get yourself to a training class and learn how to nurture them to be what you want. Right, right. And I say also when you're going to a shelter, I don't take time with the dog because so many of them are volunteers there and they may read the dog differently. You can talk to three of them and they'll tell you something different each time because they just read whatever off the dog and tell you different personality and each time. a lot of that whatever isn't so much off the dog as it is a projection of their own uh, feelings yeah. and, and thoughts and perhaps yeah. baggage so like yeah. you said spend time with the dog see if you can take the dog for a walk yes. because a dog in a kennel run is not the same no, dog as exactly. a dog outside of the kennel mm-hmm. so see if you can take the dog for a walk mm-hmm. and even if a, a you know one of the staff has to walk with you so they don't think you're stealing it but take the dog for a walk. Get him away from the kennel. Get him away from the shelter and the other barking dogs and the meowing cats and, mm-hmm. and the stress. And take a long enough walk that he can relax a little bit. Exactly. Then you're more apt to see the real dog. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, well, we need to take a break for our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll talk about some of the things that we can do in our nurturing that can potentially affect the dog's temperament, his innate temperament both pro and con. So hold on, we'll be right back. Sit, stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash world, W-O-R-L-D, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. There's a movement afoot, ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, 
the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. We're talking today about temperament and personality, basically nature versus nurture. We've talked a little bit about what nature is, that temperament is when the temperament that the puppy's born with, but that temperament can be affected by things that happen to him, and that becomes his personality and his character. You know, another way you might want to think of temperament is sometimes trainers, dog people use the word drive. Sure. I mean, Walter's got a high prey drive. It's one one peg. One mm-hmm. peg of temperament. Right, right, right. Now, we've briefly mentioned that things that happen to the dog can affect his temperament, but there's there's a lot of pieces and parts to that. So if we look at the positive things, socialization is one thing. Socialization's critical. And we talked about socialization on other podcasts, but we can talk about it briefly again here because, like Connie says, it is critical. The things that happen to the puppy during the socialization process, the introduction to the world, affect his temperament Mm -hmm. and affect how his personality is going to develop. And the dog that isn't properly socialized will never reach its full potential. So they... The breeders need to socialize the puppies when they're with the breeder in those first eight weeks. The next eight weeks is just as critical. That's when you get your new puppy and you want to let your puppy have as many experiences with many people, different ages, different sex, different ethnic ethnic backgrounds, backgrounds, different dogs, all kinds of different dogs, as many experiences as the dog can have, especially during that, that initial 18-week critical socialization period. And positive experiences. Positive. Yes, positive Mm -hmm. socialization, positive experiences. Uh, Some people do go overboard. The family that adopted the collie uh, puppy, and they were so, they took it to an agility meet. They took it to the vets. They took it to pet shops. They they never let that puppy take a break. And I think by the second or third day, the puppy nipped at one of them, and they went, oh, it's a bad dog. Oh, my God. One new thing a day is a great... Yeah, you know, a couple couple positives. Yes, and watch the puppy. Make sure that the puppy isn't overly stressed. Mm -hmm. I mean, every dog's going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Some dogs can handle a tremendous amount of input and be cool. But other dogs need it in a much more measured manner. When I was first studying behavior with the goal of becoming a behavioral consultant, one of the people I studied greatly was William Campbell. He was one of the first non-veterinary behaviorists that published Mm -hmm. and published some very informative books, one of which is still on my library shelf. And he called it a jolly routine. 
when you're socializing a puppy, when you're socializing an older dog, when you've got a dog who's reacting in a, in a negative manner, throw a jolly party, jolly routine. Oh, you silly puppy. Look at this. Come look at this motorcycle. Look at here. And pat the motorcycle on the, the seat. Mm-hmm. You know, throw a jolly party. And one, you, it's hard to fake that. Yep. And so the puppy's going to read it the way you mean it. And the puppy's not going to read ambivalence in you. And so the puppy goes, ha, motorcycles are pretty funny. Okay. And mom is fine. Mom's happy. Mom's having a jolly party. What have I got to be worried about? Right. Right. Now, some other things that can affect the nurture, how the puppy's treated at home. How does everybody else in the family treat him? Yes. You got somebody who didn't really want a puppy. You got some kids that are being too rough. Some kids that are teasing him or, you know, I, I have to say this, torturing him. Yeah. The family at home has a big part in, to play in how the puppy develops. I don't remember the names and I wouldn't mention them anyway, but the young, it was a teenager, I believe, had gotten the puppy, but the stepdad would come home, take off shoes and socks, leave them there, play tug-of-war with the puppy, and then get mad when the puppy ate. And the puppy had had to be made to throw up three times already. Oh, I remember that. The puppy was eating the socks. Yeah. 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 But stepdad would not put the socks away. No. Because he didn't want that puppy. And he would play slap face, wrestle games, and tug-of-war, because if the damn puppy was here, he was going to play with the way he was going to do it. Right. I mean, that... Mm poor dog was set up for such a conflict of rules mm-hmm. and rules are such an important part household rules are such an important part of the nurturing part of the puppy mm-hmm. of, the, of the puppy's experience mm-hmm. everybody needs to be on the same page and there have to be rules puppy mm-hmm. can't run the house puppy has to know puppy's place in the pecking order in the house and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to get on top of the dog and growl at him and say I'm the alpha it's just like everyone else. Everybody has a place. And to be a good family member, these are the rules. Whether it's your kid, whether it's your puppy. And even your husband, husband has to learn. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. Well, not Petra, but... <laughs> yeah, really. Nope. She keeps Kept the dogs, dogs and get rid of the husband. <laughs> and in setting up rules, that leads us to something else that's important. Training. Oh, training is so important. <laughs> we'll throw that one into Kate's ball court. <laughs> well, training is nothing really more than an organized way of nurturing the traits you want in a dog. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. That is. That's one part. The other part is, I don't care. Weird analogy <laughs> alert. Oh, dear. <laughs> Here we go. But I often think that bringing dogs into our family is like bringing in a foreign exchange student. Because exactly. they have a different culture. Mm-hmm. They have a different language. Mm-hmm. In their body and in their voice, everything is different. So we have to teach them our culture. That means we have to teach some common ground. And because we're a verbal species, we tend to do that through words. So we teach them sit and down and come and stay. So they can exist with us and know what we want them We can't explain the rules to them if we don't have a common vocabulary. Yeah. I'm a science fiction fan, so the phrase that I used for a long time was, think of your dog as an Earthman, somebody from Earth, who was plopped on Mars with all the Martians, who not only didn't look like 
earth people at all, but didn't use the same body language, didn't use the spoken language at all. They communicated in a totally foreign way. And this earth person had to try and communicate with them and tell them why his spaceship landed on their planet. I mean, people that people that speak English have miscommunication problems. So let's have a a southeastern southern uh, American speak to a New York American speak to an English speaking person from London. Those are three different dialects I was of English so lost alone. When I first landed in London, I was so lost. Um, much less. In human cultures, different languages, where nodding your head means yes in one, and nodding your head means no in another culture. I mean, yeah, it's no wonder we miscommunicate. But training at least is one system of starting to introduce the vocabulary to your puppy dog. Right. And making it worthwhile to them to listen to your vocabulary. And when they start understanding the vocabulary, then look at how many more things you can do. Yeah, You can sure. break into doing therapy work, or service dog, or trick training, or that because now they've understand the communication required. The more you dialogue, if I can yeah. make oh, it yeah. a verb now. I'm not mm-hmm. fond of making nouns into verbs. But um, the more you can do that process, then you can find the traits in your dog that you both enjoy. Uh-huh. So for Doc, who was originally supposed to be a working herding dog. And made it clear that wasn't his thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't his thing. So now, you know, the dialogue is maybe he'd like to be a therapy dog. Yes, Mm -hmm. and he's well on our way toward that goal, but he had to learn a whole new language. The nurturing Mm -hmm. is taking that, that's what was nature, and guiding it in a different direction. Now, before we close, there's, there's another aspect of nurture that I think often gets forgotten, and that's play. Play often gets forgotten. We, we take socialization seriously. We take mm-hmm. training seriously. We take setting up household rules and social manners mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seriously. But we can't forget play. You know, and that's true because the last, I'd say the last three classes we've had, one dog in each class that I've been able to get a little more details on the dog, the owners have rescued the dog, adopted it, and the dog does not know how to play. And they've had these dogs for, you know, six months to a year. And that's so and sad. It is. It, it almost is. breaks my heart. I'm like, really? That is sad. That is just so sad. So then we have to try to explain, okay, let's try to teach what play is again. Let's yeah. let's teach something fun. Yeah. But it's amazing how yeah. it's it's out there. They no. don't know play, play. Play helps you bond with your dog. Yeah. You laugh with your dog. Your dog's licks you and he's happy or grins wags his tail and that whole releases serotonin Uh that good hormonal drug Uh it's exercise for you and your dog if you want it to be good therapy good therapy for you and your dog (laughs) I mean there's just so much good involved in play and when you're playing with your dog you can also be teaching him rules mm-hmm. you're not allowed to bite me when you play you're not allowed to jump on me when you play mm-hmm. but when you abide by the rules we'll have even more fun and I'll teach you new things that are even more fun mm-hmm. and that again goes with that ner- that nature see I didn't think about it earlier because I've made a conscious effort to redefine I don't ask my dogs now you ready to go train I say you ready to go play Sure. Because yeah. I want to make yeah. training equivalent sure. to play. 
It's still play with rules, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I've worked very much to get my own idea. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is not separation from play. Well, and this play then can become a reward for the training. I don't do training sessions other than we're teaching classes here no, at Kindred I Spirits. I, know. I don't set up training sessions. We do training all the time. Mm -hmm. It's all rules. My, in the, my house with, with you know, like you with Cisco, mm -hmm. Rio, it's training constantly, but mm -hmm. sitting rules. You want to get petted, you have to sit. Mm -hmm. These are the rules. The when training. I go in the kitchen, if I'm putting food in the food dispensing toys, you sit nicely at the kitchen door. You don't mm -hmm. come in and try to trip me. You don't jump on me. You don't nudge me and go faster, faster, faster. <laughs> you sit at the door to the kitchen. Yeah. That's training, but it's household rules, uh -huh. and they get a great reward. Uh -huh. <laughs> they have fun afterwards. Mm -hmm. uh, when I'm writing when I'm sitting at the computer working everybody pick a spot in the office lay down you can have your food dispensing toy or you can take a nap but we lay down you're not chasing the cat while I'm working you're not going to see if there's anything good in the cat food bowl or the cat litter box <laughs> you're in the office with me and we're just hanging out while I'm working mm -hmm. so training is not separate rules it's all a part of life and play rewards that but play is a very important part of the, the circle. I think it's an important part of their, of their mental balance in that mm -hmm. sometimes they've got to have rules. Sometimes they've got to have sleep. Sometimes mm -hmm. they've got to have food. But just to play, just to romp, just to... To let loose. To let loose. Yeah. To, and then to, from there yeah. they learn how to entertain themselves. Yes. And get along with other dogs if you've got other yeah. dogs in the household. And they learn yeah. how to calm down from play. Oh, So sure. that they can then become good indoor family mm -hmm. members again. So what else goes along with the nature versus nurture? We've got, we've got play. We've got training, whether it be separate or a part of life. We've got socialization. We've got household rules and social manners. Uh, what else goes along with that nurture formula? Everybody's thinking. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, grooming your dog, I think, is one of the well, most... Well, that's a bonding... It's a, one of the most bonding experiences and, and body care, but yeah. it's definitely bonding, sure. And I yeah. think it's very nurturing. We call it love brushing at our house, and it nurtures me. Yeah. It's well, it's it relaxing. Yeah. Yeah? Jim likes it, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about accidents, too, because can, things can... Events can happen. So, poor Rio, he got his mm. bottom jaw broken. I mean, that's going to have a big impact on his life. And I was thinking about that today. Poor Petra. <laughs> that has a big impact on my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but because it's, there, I mean. It's going to be weeks, months. Yeah, I mean, for, and it's tough because for six weeks, he can't play with the other dogs. Right. They're back to that. You know, and I can play with him, but he can't have anything in his mouth. He can't carry anything. He can't pull on anything. And we know puppies put everything, everything. in their mouth. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and even with the little palms, he wants to play, you know, how they mouth each other. And, he, and it's like, no, leave it. No, no mouthing, you know. And it's, it's tough. So we do things with his brain. He can have little soft re rewards, so treats. So we do things, little tricks little things to keep his mind going because he can't do the socialization and grabbing toys he loves to bring me things it's like yeah no 
you can't carry that. You know. Let's teach you to pick up a Kleenex, okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I can see it's that it's hard. He's, what, about three and a half weeks into it now? Yes. And I can see the difference in him, the fact that he's not been able to do this stuff because he loses his little mind. Oh, yeah. He just, his eyeballs are swirling in his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when he wants to play and run around the other dogs, there's a fence between them. Yeah. yeah. Because I... He can't do can't, it. Yeah. 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 Poor baby. Can't set him back another couple of weeks, but... Yeah. yeah. He'll catch up, You're but... savvy enough to work with him in other ways. Yeah. So yeah. And to reduce things. the scarring that that's going to have on his psyche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it will take him a while to recoup. It'll probably delay his adolescence a little while. Yeah. That might not be a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but something else, when you were talking about the accident happening to Rio... Things that happen in the nurturing process or in life don't just have to happen in puppyhood to make a change. I've talked to you about it before. Archer was very ill this past fall. In fact, he's still on decreasing medication. Mm -hmm. And at one point, I think he saw the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. And you saw it for him, too. Oh, I was panic-stricken about that light. But for several weeks... He was quite somber. It was like he Uh had seen that light, and he didn't know how to react to it. And Archer has always been the hail fellow well met. Life is just a great big bowl of jello, and I'm the cherry in the middle. Yeah. And to be somber was not his It it was very different, and this was even after he was feeling better. In fact, he was feeling better, and then he came into this somber stage. Like, overnight... He thought about it and went, whoa, I almost died. And that lasted for, oh, a good couple weeks. And then his normal temperament started to come back again. And it was the the happy, jolly archer that we had always known. And he's he's back now. But that somber period lasted a good two mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. And it was very different. And that had to have come from that experience. There was nowhere else that that could have come from. And if you had tried to cajole him or make over him during that time to make him feel better, he would have gotten rewarded for that. Yeah. Who knows? He could have stayed in that. Yeah. Stuck there no, for we a while. just let him stew over it. Yeah. I, I figured he needed to process mm-hmm. it. I mean, if I had been in that point, if I had seen the light at the end of the tunnel, I'm sure I'd have gone through a few few thoughts about mortality and immortality and what happens afterwards and what were my beliefs mm-hmm. and you know because that's what makes people think that's right. and so I figured he needed to work it out and we just let him be and and it wasn't overnight that his normal jolly personality came back it it took a little while and I, I think the somberness also came when he was feeling better and he was starting to play and he had no stamina and he wasn't very strong and so it was all of that together. And then as he got his strength back and, and he was, you know, coming back. With his physical strength came his emotional strength. His emo- emotional strength came back too. So, but it was a very marked difference. And the only thing it came from was what had happened. So there's a lot of things that go into this, I think. Uh, much more than we often yeah. think about. Definitely. So... All right, well, we've got to call it quits for this podcast. But again, as always, I hope we gave you some things to think about and stew over and uh, 
ponder. Ponder, ponder, ponder. <laughs> Look at your dog in a different light. <laughs> and uh, if you have any ideas or things that you'd like us to talk about in podcasts, drop us an email here at Pet Life Radio, and one day we, we may talk about your idea. So that's it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.